Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. And the intention of our show is for awakening souls, enhancing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. This is show number 16 already. And the theme of our show today is It's a Sign, Synchronicity and Spiritual Guidance. And so we start. I love synchronicities. I have since I was a very young girl. They are fun, extremely helpful, magical, and are always uh, they're always a validation to one's spiritual path. Synchronicities are built into our universe, and we're going to talk a bit about that today. Many of you may be seeking more intuitive user-friendly ways of living your lives. Some of you may start your day by drawing from a deck of angel cards or tarot cards to see what message you get. Others of you may have a practice of starting your morning in meditation and seek inner guidance. We often have people tell us who've read Michael's book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, that after having read his book, once through, they use it as a daily message book, and they just flip the book open to a page they read for guidance for that day. I've done the same thing. They also tell us that the message is always perfect for their day. And some people do that with the Bible and other holy scriptures or even other really well-written books. It's inner nature to seek guidance, both inner and outer, In a way, you can say that we're all looking for signs, whether from spirit within, heaven above, as we say, or from teachers and experts in the world. Which way do we need to go? What do we need to do next? What am I really here for? Of course, there was a wonderful cartoon some years ago of a character looking heavenward and asking, can you just give me a sign? Then the next panel shows him under a billboard that fell on him. Well, that's definitely a sign. That's me. (laughs) Or maybe even running into a sign that just has the word sign on it. Or stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. Uh, Why are we so interested in having a sign? For example, when we're trying to make an important, perhaps life-changing decision. We often seek out some kind of sign that may help us to make the correct decision or perhaps confirm that decision we're planning on making is the right one. The renowned award-winning Australian filmmaker Bill Bennett, who is currently touring around the world with his amazing new movie, it's called PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System, and who also happens to be a good friend of ours, gave us an example of a sign that helped him make one of his life-changing decisions. When he was in a quandary about whether he should move forward with making this film that would radically change the direction of his professional and perhaps personal life, he went to bed with that weighing heavily on his mind. 
he had an incredible dream first that told him he had to move forward from this uh, place and do the movie. Suddenly, as he was having this dream, he awoke in the middle of the night, and when he looked at his bedside clock, it read 4.44 a.m., Curious that he would wake up out of a deep sleep at exactly a triple-digit time, he immediately consulted his iPad. Most of you sleep with your (laughs) iPads these days, right? And he looked up the meaning of the number 444 and discovered there were many listings and articles and other informative sources explaining that it was considered an angel number that especially signified that one is on the right course and there is a strong angelic support for what one is doing. That was the first time he ever heard of an angel number, but it gave him the certainty he needed at the time to proceed, and even against great odds, that he would succeed. And we're going to have Bill on our show pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Well, Bill's Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System film has gotten rave reviews across the board, both in the U.S., as well as throughout Australia, where he's from. And so it's, it's doing really well. I'm really happy. It's an extraordinary film. And I'm even in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Michael has a pretty good part in it, actually. Yeah, but I'm certainly happy that Bill chose to follow his institu- institution. <laughs> in, intuition. Yes, ever since this uh, uh, vocal cord damage in in my um, throat, I have trouble saying certain words. (laughs) And pay attention to many signposts that he did. You know, he he paid attention to all of them. And these signposts either confirmed what he was looking at doing was correct about the film, or it told him to choose a different track in a different way. And speaking of paying attention to signs, one of the most common ones I've heard of time and time again from my students and friends, as well as I've personally experienced it happening at least three or four times, is a book flying off the shelf in a bookstore or somewhere else and either hits you on the shoulder or lands on one of your feet or right in front of you. Or against your chest. (laughs) (laughs) And even more significant, the book contains exactly the information or answers you are looking for. Sometimes it's just in the title of the book that answers your questions or confirms your intuition. While at other times, it might be the entire book. Well, I remember... A month after I had my first heart attack, I was walking through a Barnes & Noble and literally a book fell off the shelf I was passing. And I know I didn't bump into the book or the bookshelf or anything. And the book, flying off the shelf, hit me on the shoulder and got on the floor. So I bent over to pick it up to return it to the rightful place on the shelf when I noticed the title. Your heart speaks to you. A cardiologist reveals the secret language of healing by Mimi Garneri, MD. Well, at the time, I've never heard of the book or the author. 
But I immediately opened it up to read the first few pages. And then I ended up buying the book and reading the whole thing. It confirmed my suspicion that there were cardiologists out there who would be able to help me in my healing process that weren't just interested in medications and surgeries. I thought at the time it would certainly be nice if I could meet this doctor and have at least a medical consult about my condition. Yet the book had only been out a month and so, or just about, yeah, just a little more than a month. And she was on a book tour and speaking tour, as well as she wasn't readily available, at least to me, either by distance or fees, since I didn't have an insurance plan. And um, that covered anything more than catastrophic emergency medical situations. Well, reading her book gave me more certainty about my own healing. And then, listen to this, some 10 years later, I was asked by my primary care physician to sign a copy of my book that she wanted to send as a gift to a remarkable cardiologist that she met at a functional medicine conference in the East Coast. Uh, Of course, I live in the West Coast. When my doc started to tell me this cardiologist's first name, I finished her sentence by telling her what her last name was, because I instantly knew who she was going to say. I then, once she sends off the my signed uh, uh, with a full message and book to this cardiologist, Mimi, I get a beautiful thank you card from her saying she was enjoying my book and would love to meet me. And she was back in Southern California. So Rafia and I ended up spending an entire day with her for my initial cardiology consultation with her, along with getting a full tour of her new facility and having lunch with her and her partner who helped spearhead their new healing center. This led me to a big piece of the puzzle in my healing process, as well as making a new friend. And all started with the book falling off of the shelf in the uh, uh, bookstore. And another example from years before that one was the one I was when I was struggling with getting a right editor for the stage of writing I was in with my first book. I came home from doing some errands. And as I walked through the dining room, I announced my frustration to Raphael in the other room about not getting anywhere with finding a suitable editor to help me finish writing my manuscript. Well, in my usual flourish. <laughs> Raphael says, that's my Italian part. I waved my arms around and I looked heavenwards in front of Raphael and I proclaimed, I need divine intervention. Well, because my arms were swinging wildly around, it knocked off one book off of this big stack of books that Raphael had just bought and put on the corner of our living room. Uh, a table and the book flew off the table and I had to go retrieve it as we looked over at the cover for the first time and it said divine intervention <laughs> it was by Dan Millman rather than putting the book back on Raphael's stack of new books I wondered aloud who's Dan Millman's editor for this book 
One thing led to another, and I found my editor for that phase of my writing. So, you know, Carl Jung, that renowned Swiss psychologist and founder of analytic psychology, coined the term synchronicity to refer to, quote, the simultaneous occurrence of events that appear significantly related but have no discernible causal relationship, end quote. Well, we see all these synchronistic synchronistic signs in the same way palm readers can read palms, tea leaf readers read tea leaves, aura readers read auras, astrologers interpret a person's chart, and dendrochronologists read the rings of a tree and can offer profound insights into that person's or the tree's life (laughs) and even about the life conditions that were present around them at any given time. Now, how are these things all possible? Well, consider this. When you dream while you're sleeping at night, upon waking in the morning and you have a sufficient recall of the dream, you can reflect upon it and start to discern where the symbolism in your dream may come from. For a simple example, if you're worried about making your tax payments, you might dream about bad men coming after you to get money out of you. (laughs) Or if you really wanted to eat that last piece of chocolate on the platter at the dinner party, but you didn't, you might end up dreaming about gorging on a mountain of chocolate. When you awaken from that dream, you know it was just a dream, and the whole dream was spun out of your unconsciousness in your mind. The dream has to do with something within your own mind that normally doesn't surface in your waking consciousness. Well, in your waking life in this world, it works pretty much the same way. It's not just an accident or coincidence that mystics and enlightened masters throughout the ages have proclaimed that this world is nothing but a dream, an illusion made up in our mind. Those of us who begin to take ownership that all that we experience is within our own mind begin to realize that when we change our mind about things, when we let go of previously staunchly held beliefs in favor of seeing the truth, not only our experience, but our world begins to change sometimes dramatically. This is a big part of what we call living the miracle. Well, in your waking life in this world, it works pretty much the same way. It's not just an accident or coincidence that mystics and enlightened masters throughout the ages have proclaimed that this world is nothing but a dream, an illusion made up in our mind. Those of us who begin to take ownership that all our experience is within our own mind, begin to realize that when we change our mind about things, when we let go of previously staunchly held beliefs in favor of seeing the truth, not only our experience, but our world begins to change, sometimes dramatically. This is a big part of what we call living the miracle. Yes, we are coming up upon a break, but just wanted to let you know that we have exciting news, especially those of you in Switzerland and Germany. 
Today we're in Basel, Switzerland, and this weekend we'll be in Zurich. Michael will be giving an evening workshop in Zurich on Friday through and a weekend seminar uh, Saturday and Sunday. He'll give it in English, but everything he says will be immediately translated by an amazing translator into German. So whether you understand English or German, you're welcome to join us. See you in just a few moments. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you sometimes feel that you are powerless and control over your own life? We all face challenges in our lives that we can overcome. Just ask Chantel, the host of Chantel Inspires. She has overcome so many challenges in her life and has successfully emerged as the victor rather than the victim. Speaking from personal experience and also from the experiences of her guests, she is here to help you turn the downs into ups and be your best self. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you desire to have the happiest, healthiest, most abundant life possible? Free from emotional hurt and pain and full of physical, spiritual, and emotional health and healing? Listen for Surviving to Thriving. Denitra Gary, your clinical social worker, takes you on a journey of knowing who you are from God's perspective as she gains insights from counselors, speakers, and educators to give you knowledge into who God created you to be. Tune in Wednesdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We're talking about It's a Sign, Synchronicity and Spiritual Guidance. Michael was talking about um, some of the life-affecting little incidences that happen in our life that it's time for us to pay attention to. And, um, you know, the one with the book uh, that fell out and uh, kind of portending you meeting uh, Dr. Mimi Guarnari. Yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing story. And I think just about everybody has a story like that. But, you know, one of the things is you have to pay attention. Um, one of the times that was real fun for me, I have, as I sat down to prepare for this show, dozens and dozens of stories. And one of my favorite ones is a really simple one. It wasn't so much life changing, but um, letting me know something was going to happen. And when you keep an open mind about this, 
it's really, really fun when it all comes around and you see what it was all about. So I had a period of time a number of years ago where um, I was preparing to go to Los Angeles at the time we lived in Sacramento. We live up at the top of the state now in beautiful Mount Shasta. But we were living in Sacramento and we had just lost the hotel we were using our for um, our seminar weekends. And so I had to go down there and interview a few hotels and look at conference rooms and that sort of things. And for some reason, I booked it on a Monday to fly down there, which I almost never do because Monday is a really busy flying day for business people. So I booked it on a Monday and I got on the uh, flight and went down there. But before the flight, for the two weeks preceding this, wherever I went, everywhere I went, uh, if I went to the grocery store, to a restaurant or whatnot, I would see men that would look exactly like my Old eldest brother, who is an engineer, he's, he was tall and handsome, has glasses, and uh, his hair is cut a certain way. Well, I kept seeing these guys that looked just like him everywhere I went. And it became a joke by the end of the two weeks where we were in a restaurant, and there were uh, three guys in the restaurant that looked like my brother. And I went, I don't know what's going on with my brother, but oh, boy. So anyway, I get on the plane to Los Angeles, and... I land there, and this was before cell phones, so I took my time going down and getting my suitcase, and then I rolled my suitcase over to a, a, one of those pay phones to call Michael and let him know I made it home, I made it there safely, and then I roll my suitcase outside, and I'm going across, you know, in Los Angeles, the big airport there, you have to go across all these streets to get to the right bus to get your rental car. And I'm walking along, and lo and behold, as I go to the sidewalk where the buses are, I look up, and right next to me is a man that looks just like my brother once again. So I went, oh, boy, I wonder what this means. And I turn my back and start to roll my bag over to where my bus stop is, and something stopped me. And I turn around and look at this man, and there was my brother. It was actually him. And I had seen him so many times (laughs) I didn't even realize I was looking in the eyes of my own brother. And he's an engineer and, you know, a numbers man. And I could just see his eyes trying to calculate the chances of us meeting on a Monday at that particular time of day when I had casually taken my time to do everything. It was great fun. And so we got to connect. He was from Ohio. I was coming down from Sacramento. So and we had not communicated in many, many months So that was really fun. Sometimes spirit just wants to tell you, hey, pay attention. Something's coming along and we don't want you to miss it. So it gave me the the chance to reconnect with with him. And so that was one of my stories. And another one is uh, about a year ago, our beloved dog, who was a purebred Great Pyrenees named Shanti, passed away. And though we were celebrating her life and and not feeling horribly sad about her passing because it was a good life and a good passing and we were pretty happy about it. But we were on a walk one day and we were just talking about, yeah, we really miss having her with us on the walks because she always walked with us. And just as we were saying that, and by the way, we had turned up a street we don't normally turn up, a dog ran out of the forest right to us and it was a beautiful female great pyrenees dog and she was just like shanti 
We had never seen another Great Pyrenees in our neighborhood before and never have since, except later that day that dog came to visit us at our house because she figured out where we lived. But we felt it was Shanti from the Heavenly Plains setting things up for us to say hello and that she was happy and well. Yeah, it's it's amazing when those things happen. But, you know, um, we're talking about synchronicity these events that happen that sometimes we look at in a different way than just, oh, ignore it, or it's just a coincidence or whatever. On, on a personal level, in our own healing works through synchronicity, doesn't it? As we change our mind, that is to say, we change what we choose to hold in our mind, our bodily conditions begin to change. And that's why it doesn't matter why you happen to be an expert at reading. As earlier uh, in the first segment, I was talking about different kinds of readings or different ways in which we look at things. You can be an expert at reading tea leaves or auras. You can gain profound insights into what brings about the conditions in one's life and the world around us. Everything works as a whole. And when we don't arbitrarily divide the whole up into little individual segments and things that exist independent of each other, then we can see the unfolding of what may be considered synchronistic. We can then pay attention to both external as well as inner signs that are communications from our higher spiritual self in symbol form to help us navigate our way through our journey of spiritual growth and fulfillment. Let's say reading an aura, for example, that's one of the things we do. It's a more subtle kind of dream interpretation rather than reading symbols that offer more concrete or form and structure type of a pattern, like like the patterns of planets on your astrology chart that an astrologer looks at. Or, I'm sure, Raphael does this a lot, where we'll be taking a walk and she'll look up in the clouds and she goes, oh, so-and-so is in the clouds. <laughs> uh, in fact, that happened with Sean, no, with Aiko. With our last dog, our dog before Shanti. Shanti yeah. Her name was Aiko. Um, I had pulled up into uh, the place where we were dropping her off. Uh, well, I was dropping her off to be in kennel and heading off on a trip. And as soon as I got on the road, um, I saw a cloud that looked like her on her back, stone cold dead. And also before I left, I had been told to pull my car back in and pray for my animals, which I, of course, did. I always follow that kind of an intuition. So I saw this and I thought, she's going to die on this trip. And I had even taken her to a vet to see what the heck was wrong with her because I intuited something was wrong and nobody could find anything. So when I saw that cloud, I knew that on this trip she would pass away. And she did. Um, so at least, you know, a lot of times these kind of experiences, we get a little warning, a forewarning, so it's not such a shock. And when we see these, it's not something to go into worry or fear or anything like that. This is spirit sending a hint to us, letting us know, hey, something's up, pay attention, 
be ready for it. So reading the aura, for example, isn't that different. Well, what's the difference between looking at a cloud and seeing all of that that Raphael saw? Well, when I was a kid, I used to call people's auras, since I didn't know the word for aura, all I just saw was colors around people. And, and it looked like to me as a kid, the closest thing was people had colored clouds around them. Uh, so I used to tell people, uh, yeah, your colored clouds are changing. And what happened? You know, are you are you getting angry about something or are you sad about something? And they look at me like I was completely from Mars or something or completely dismiss it like there's not even uh, recognition that I said anything. <laughs> and that's a little hard for a little kid, right? It's hard for adults. <laughs> but for like a six, seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-old, and after a while you just go, oh, forget it. But I think that's that's what happens to most of us. When we're growing up, we we are paying attention to these signs. We're paying attention to the synchronicity of life. Everything works together. It's not separate. And when we're children, little children, before we get hypnotized into, you know, this is the way it is kind of a thing, we're paying attention to the synchronicity of life and all the signs, not just in nature. You know, a lot of animals and birds and people, uh, people <laughs> in nature give us guidance, but also in artificial stuff, man-made things, yes. billboards. I don't know how many times I'd be driving along on the freeway and reflecting upon, okay, what am I going to do about this? Or, or maybe I'm preparing to teach something and all of a sudden, you know, I'm keeping my eyes on the road, but all of a sudden I had to look up at one billboard out of, you know, how many billboards do you pass, right? And you look up and there's the answer. And sometimes it's as simple as, yes. <laughs> it says, it, the whole uh, advertisement starts off with, yes. Or go for it. Yeah, or make that call. <laughs> <laughs> One time that happened, I was thinking about, should I call this person? No, I don't think so. Man, should I call this person? And then I look up when I'm driving and the billboard says, call now. <laughs> I like it when it even has the person's name yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, I'd like to share a little story sure. about that. Um, many years ago, I was working in an office where my back was to the bank of windows behind me. And um, I was uh, answering a PBX board. I was much younger at the time before any of my training. But um, the little thing I did on the side was I was a writer. And I was, since running a PBX board is kind of boring, there's always a part of me that's in that creating mode. And I was thinking about a short story that I was writing. And at the moment, I was ruminating on whether I should place the character in Kansas or Ohio. And the second I thought that, I heard a rumble behind me and the windows faced the driveway where all the big trucks with the equipment came in because it was a... It was a wholesale warehouse type of a place. So the rumble was so big, I turned around and the truck from one end to the other, the side of the truck said Kansas in big block (laughs) letters. 
So that can be, you know, even the small details are being shown to us all the time. And to me, a lot of times uh, working with synchronicity is a way you're starting to get into the rhythm of life. Um, Our friend James Van Prague said in the PGS movie, um, synchronicity is the dance with life. And I really believe that's true as well. But it's also, for many, the beginning of how you start to be more aware. It's an awakening process. It's part of your wake-up call. Anyway, um, I had one more little story before we take a break. And that is that one time we were in Hawaii, and this is much more of a real synchronicity with no real purpose excepting just to bring joy. Michael and I were uh, had cleared the deck and decided to go to Hawaii. I had set up a rental car and everything. And um, when we got there, they told us, uh, your rental car has been upgraded and we're not even charging you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's great. And when we went out to the rental car uh, place, you know, when we went to get our car, it turned out to be this gaudy, gigantic pink Cadillac. And being a Detroit girl, <laughs> I was just ro- practically, as we would say now, rolling on the floor laughing about it. We load our stuff in the car. We get into the car. We turn the car on and the radio's on. And can you guess what song was coming onto (laughs) (laughs) onto the radio? It was the song Pink Cadillac. And I think an old country western song. And we turned it up and cranked it up and played that song halfway to our hotel. And it brought us a lot of joy. And we knew we were on the right track taking that uh, vacation. Yes, how about another vacation? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what made me think of that part in the first place. Yes. And so, and one of the things about synchronicity is it's personal. It's, it's, it might not mean a thing to somebody else. So if you try to prove it to other people, you might get invalidated because it doesn't mean anything to somebody else. Uh, a cloud in the form of our dog Eiko that Raphael saw, it means something to her because it's Eiko, but nobody else would have seen the same thing. That's uh, right. Yeah, or s- seeing her uh, people who look like her brother many, many times, it wouldn't have mattered. But we got another break coming right up. And when we return, we'll continue our exploration of synchronicity and spiritual guidance. Be sure to check out Michael Tamura. our new website, and you can sign up for a free monthly newsletter that keeps you updated wherever we are, whatever we're doing. And the website is chock full of events and interviews and talks on other media shows we've been on. So we'll see you in a couple of minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? 
It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael tomorrow once again. And we are talking about it's a sign, synchronicity, and spiritual guidance. Oh, Raphael, give me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes signs come from uh, spontaneous events that happen. A little child that says something to you in a oh, theater. Yeah. That happened to me one time where I had I just put a question out to the universe after reading a sweet little book about a genius child in a horrible family. And I thought, I wonder if there are any children like that out there. <laughs> and yeah. that evening I went to a theater and a little child, uh, when I went to the restroom after the, the movie was over, a little child came up to me. She must not have been older than three years old. She pulled on my, uh, my, the side of my pants and said, hey, lady. And, and I looked and she was so tiny, I couldn't believe it. And she said, I said, what's your name? <laughs> and she started speaking to me like she was 18 years old. I was <laughs> sort of floored. And I found out from her mother, who was, you know, going to the bathroom at the moment. When she came out, she said, yes, yeah, she's been talking like that since about three months old. Since the almost the moment she came out of the womb, she was talking. <laughs> and I have a question, Raphael. You know, I'm sure the listeners would like some tips on, okay, how can you make use of these signs and synchronicities in your life? Or do you suggest any kind of tools, uh, guidelines? Sure. Um, One of the things about synchronicity is that you have to know they can never be forced. 
Okay, if you try to have a synchronistic event, it's not going to happen. This is Give me a sign now. <laughs> well, once in a while it actually does happen when you demand it, but you have to be actually in the right state of being able to receive it when you're in that state. Um, and I have many, many examples of that, but I think those of you that are listening know what I'm talking about. When you're working with spiritual energy, there's no effort to it, and the other part is being a, being open. Don't try. Be open. Don't try. Just do. Right? <laughs> just like uh, oh, Yoda. Yoda said. Right. <laughs> so another one is um, paying attention all the time. So one of the things I know we have a lot of boring tasks that we do from moment to moment and day to day, driving our cars, vacuuming the living room, or you know, scrubbing pots and pans, or cooking or whatever, or even being in a restaurant by ourselves, you know, use, use your awareness to um, start to, it's like being inside and outside at the same time. So you're thinking about things that are important to you and you look around and see how it bounces back to you because you will get answers. Yeah, and it's very much like dream interpretation, right? No, That's right. You know, it doesn't have to be a professional uh, level of dream interpretation. It's just your own intuitive interpretation of if you look at the world, if you look at life that you're living and the experiences you're having, and you consider it, okay, if this were a dream, I mean, I mentioned earlier, all the mystics and enlightened masters have always said, hey, this is all a, a dream. And that's hard for a lot of people to get. But it's actually very true. So if you look at the life you're living, the things that are happening, people in your lives, and look at it as, okay, if this were a dream, let's just even consider, if this were a dream, what would this situation I just had with this person, this argument, or this discord, and obviously I'm not feeling great about it, and neither is that other person, and what was that about? Did that have to happen? What does that say about what's going on within myself? Or, on the other hand, it could be just a joyful experience, and you can just go, wow, you know, I'm just having this I must have gotten up on the right side of the bed this morning because I'm just having this immense joyful day already and nothing really has happened. I just feel great and joyful. Well, that's a good time to look and go, wait a minute, if this were a dream and I'm having this incredibly joyful experience seemingly from nowhere, what's, what's bringing that about? And as you start to reflect upon that, or those of you who even meditate, meditate on it on a deeper level. And essentially, that's what I do. That's what Raphael does when we look at people and their auras and we look into their lives and who they are as souls and so forth. That's what we're doing. We're going, oh, what's bringing this about? What's bringing this about in this person? What's bringing this about in myself? And that's my constant question uh, that is going on all the time. And boom, the answers pop up. And that's why one of my advanced students once made the comment, gee, I've been wondering why you've had so many miracles, both 
miracles that happened to you as well as you were a witness to miracles that happened to other people, why you have it so often when most people consider miracles just a rare occurrence? And he said, I've been looking at that, meditating on it. And he said, I finally got it. He said, you pay attention. Yes, you're not asleep at the wheel because we know otherwise you might miss something, some important information, uh, an important hint. You know, in the, in the days before electronics and billboards and all that, we had the signs from nature. And say, if you have a Native American lifetime where you were walking on a path and you were ruminating about something in a white feather uh, comes down from a tree and falls in front of you. That meant something. Yes, or a, a butterfly comes and lands on your uh, shoulder. Or, or like, your nose. <laughs> yeah, like the last two days on my walks. I ran into, a couple of days ago, I ran into on my walk uh, three, I call them the Dres my Amigos, three beautiful mule deer. And they just stopped right there in front of me. I got a big was able to take a picture of them, you know, within a few feet. And they just watched, and I talked to them, and they listened, and they didn't go anywhere. They said, huh. And we had this wonderful communion. And then when they decided to go off, I resumed my walk. The next day, same thing, different place, different part of the, about a two-mile walk. Four deer, different deer came. And they stopped, they looked back, and they stopped and watched. And I started talking, and three of them said, I don't know, maybe we'll go. But the fourth one just stood there. And the more I talked to her, the more she listened. And we had this wonderful time. And um, and I'm sure if I went into meditation and looked at, okay, what was that about? Or if I looked up, what does a deer totem in, in Native American uh, culture mean, I would get even more information. Now that we carry our cell phones, we can get automatic Google, <laughs> Google it and get a little satisfaction with the information. So being aware, once you are noticing synchronicity more and more, it becomes more and more a part of your reality, almost like a guide. And it is a guide because it's built into where we're living here. It's one of those things. It's almost like a secret to this universe. Synchronicity is there. Yes. Everything is connecting us with everything else, including even when we go off our path, we get plenty of quote-unquote notice about it. Yes, and... Exactly what you said, Raphael, is it connects everything with everything. That's what synchronicity is. And in the bigger view, I'm sure each one of you listening to this has experienced in hindsight, like not from yesterday or day before kind of hindsight, but 20 years, the past 20 years or 30 years. For me, it's just I have that periodically where one day, one piece of the puzzle falls in, and I get to see, oh, this started on this particular day when I made this particular decision when I was 20 years old. I had one of those, oh, about a year ago or six, eight months ago or whatever. It's very profound. I'm looking in retrospect, and I connect all the dots from that moment 
and all these different things, both wonderful things and and big, you know, difficult, traumatic kinds of things, all part of this one synchronistic universe and life. It's all together. It's not separate and random. And I got to see one whole huge arc of my life. So in retrospect, you're going to be able to connect all kinds of dots that you just followed when you were going through them by faith or trusting your intuition or just because you were just going along your way. And next thing happens, next thing's absent. But when you look back and review your life, which you'll definitely do after you die, (laughs) but you might as well do it before because then it's going to help you the most. You review it and you'll get to see connecting the dots of your life. Yes, even even the ones that seem like the most difficult. You know, if you ignore uh, the synchronicities and the signs that come your way, you won't reap the benefits of its huge help. Once you've had synchronicity practiced and fully online in your life, you are definitely ready to start to develop more of your other awareness or psychic abilities, such as clairvoyance. That's one of the things we teach. So, Michael, did you have something else you wanted to say here, or did you want me to move on to another story? Yeah, I'd like you to tell another story. You got a lot of good stories about synchronicity and and following the signs. Okay, well, here's one. Quite a number of years ago, I think it was in the 1990s, um, I was considering getting LASIK surgery. Now, it's a common surgery now. But um, it was right after the radiokeratotomy uh, type of surgery where they actually used razor blades on your eyes, eyes, which did not appeal to me at all. <laughs> um, it, it was just starting to develop this LASIK surgery, and I was considering getting it. And this one morning I woke up and I was thinking about it a lot. And as I was going about my day, it was sort of on my mind. And should I do this? Should I, shouldn't I? Does it hurt? What's it like? And, you know, we didn't have Google back then as we do now. So I went to the grocery store and I ended up chatting with the lady in the flower department, you know, in the, one of those little flower kiosks in the in the grocery store. And we were friends on, on a first name basis. And we're doing the howdy-do's and such a nice day and all that stuff. And right Out of the clear blue, I said nothing about my eyes or anything. She just started telling me all about her LASIK surgery that she had and how easy it was and how much better it was not to have to wear contacts or glasses. And she went on and on probably for 15 minutes. I got the whole patient end of it. And then a few months later, Michael and I were giving a retreat up in Canada. And one of our students there was an ophthalmologist and he ended up sitting next to me on one of the evenings of the retreat and and without my prompting him he told me everything about um, LASIK surgery from the ophthalmologist viewpoint he was giving them he was giving it himself and was really thrilled about it and felt it was very safe and it was like okay that's it I'm gonna do it so this happens more and more part of the reason this happens so often to Raphael is because she validates it each time, right? She doesn't dismiss it. That's right. She doesn't ignore it. She goes, oh, even if this is far out, let's consider it. How come this is happening at this time? 
right? How come I'm I'm seeing this? Nobody else is seeing. That's another part that's very important because, you know, we tend to want the confirmation of agreement from other people. So we look around and see, anybody else noticing this? And if nobody else is noticing it, we tend to dismiss it as, oh, it must be not important. But you got to listen to it. You got to, because it's for you. And, it's not for everybody else. And make a note of it. And so miracles, that's where the beginning of living the miracles really starts is, is when you start to pay attention to everything and in a thoughtful way, in a meditative way, reflective way, you're looking at, okay, how does this relate to me? And when you start to do that, you start to get more and more in touch with your intuition. And that's supremely important to live the miracle, to live outside the box of traditional, this is the way regimented, you know, here's the rules and you got to do that. So next week. Next week, we hope to see all of you next Wednesday, May 23rd for our episode Why not have more miracles in your life? I'm all for that. (laughs) And if you like our show, please let others know about it, no matter where they are in the world. We want to see many more people begin to live the miracle. We have all this information for it. So just next week, right here on Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, or I should say join us next week and let us all experience more miracles in our lives. Until then, be inspired, pay attention to the signs and synchronicities in your life, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael tomorrow. We'll see you next Next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.